It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free using the free Fetch Me app or fetchmedelivery.com. I'm Zach Blackerby, and on today's show, I'm going to share my thoughts on Auburn basketball's victory last night. It's amazing. They're still undefeated. They're still undefeated, and they are now 2-0 in the conference, defeating Vanderbilt last night, 83-79. to So uh, we'll chat about this in a minute. We'll be joined by uh, Greg Peterson, who he's been on the show several times, but he is... He is a machine when it comes to college basketball. He's uh, he's incredible. So we'll recap last night's game with him, and then we'll look ahead against uh, Auburn's game against Georgia coming up this weekend. Auburn did not shoot well. They did not shoot well at all last night. They shot less than 44% from the floor. Another bad night shooting from three, 25%. They went five of 20 from behind the arc. I can't stress it enough. This team is not last year's team, but they're finding ways to win. In other ways. And Vanderbilt shot 50% from the floor, 58% from three. And when you look, if that's all you look at, you got to think, how in the world did Auburn pull this off? How in the world did Auburn win this game when Vanderbilt outshot them from three, 50, just, let's call it 59% to 25%. I mean, that is wild. And it's not like they took a big difference in shots. Vandy, 10 of 17. Auburn, 5 of 20. And the storyline, I mean, even nationally, because of Isaac Okoro's monster dunk, the story that's being told is, you know, Isaac Okoro was, you know, the bright spot for this Auburn team. And that's true. 32 minutes, 6 of 9 shooting. He made the 1-3 that he uh, took. 6 rebounds. He had 23 points. And that's an incredible feat. And he went 10 of 14 from the charity stripe. But as a team, Auburn shot 38 free throws to Vanderbilt's 25. I mean, that's the only stat that Auburn had on Vanderbilt last night. Yeah, the defense was good. It wasn't as good as it has been. It was, the defense was better against Mississippi State than Vanderbilt. And I think Mississippi State's a hair better than Vanderbilt. I could be off on that. I think they're in the same tier in the SEC. I don't think there's a whole lot of disparity in talent and uh, as far as you know the, the effectiveness of being able to play basketball between Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. But to me, the storyline is Auburn attacked the basket and got to the free throw line 38 times. And they took advantage of it. 28 of 38 just under 74% from the free throw line. And, and that's the places they've been struggling throughout this year. But you look at it, Daniel Purifoy made his two free throws. Isaac Coro, like I said, 10 of 14. Austin Wiley, the big man, the maybe the worst shooter on this team, went 10 of 14 from the free throw line. Excuse me, 9 of 10, which is statistically better. 9 of 10 from the free throw line. Samir Daddy, 3 of 4. Javon McCormick, 4 of 6. That's pretty stinking good. 
And that's been something that they struggled with in the non-conference. And then when it mattered most in SEC play, now that SEC play is upon us, they've got it figured out. That's coaching, folks. Bruce Pearl is finding ways to get this team better. And he talked about it after the game. He said, you know, they're undefeated. They're 14-0. He said they're a good team, but they're not a very good team. I mean, think about that. You're 14-0. You're not satisfied at all with it. I know a lot of Auburn fans are excited, as they should be, but this team's really not playing that great still. I, I think they have a long way to go offensively to figure things out. There's going to be nights where they play like this offensively and they lose this year. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. Your two guards, Samir Daddy, Javon McCormick, Samir went one of nine, one of five from three, one of nine from the floor, and Javon McCormick went three of 11 from the field, and then 0 for four from three. Your guards, your starting guards combined for four of 20. And that's terrible. And, and it's crazy because Javon's coming off a 28-point game on the road against Starkville, uh, in Starkville uh, against Mississippi State, obviously. And, and then he, he comes out and does that. It's just, it's interesting to me. And, like, you got to play the guys because they're, they're getting it done defensively. And, obviously, I think they're the best, I think they're the best guards on this team. Anthony McLemore had a quiet stat line that I think was awesome. 17 minutes, 6 of 8 from the field, 2 of 3. From behind the arc, one rebound, 14 points. Played a bit aggressive. He had four fouls, but once again, I think the storyline here is they struggled from the free throw line early in the season, and they've gotten better. They've gotten better with it, and I think they're going to continue to get better. I still am curious, is this team going to get better from three? I'd like to see them take less three-point shots right now, just from an efficiency standpoint especially since these guys are so good at attacking the basket. Isaac Okoro, Samir Dowdy, slash, slash their way to the basket. Uh, I'd like to see, especially on nights like last night when Samir Dowdy had a hard time getting going. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having that as part of your game. But I think that's something, um, I think that's something to look forward to with this team is seeing how they change an offense. And they may continue to do the same thing and just Bruce say, hey, get better at what we're supposed to do. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. We saw that the formula for it works, but there's no Bryce Brown or Jared Harper on this team from a shooting standpoint. Because your best player is Isaac Okoro, and he's not a shooter yet. But I think he's going to get better. I think he's going to evolve throughout the season. But with this Auburn team hosting Georgia, I mean, Auburn Arena is going to be absolutely crazy on Saturday. Watching the broadcast from home and just seeing pictures with reporters and, and some of the students that got retweeted by some folks. Auburn Arena and an 8 o'clock tip on a Wednesday night against stinking Vanderbilt. That place was crazy. And students were in there like well over an hour to tip. They were waiting outside at like 2 or 3 o'clock. And when I was a student, that happened one time. And it's because Anthony Davis was playing for Kentucky. That's, that's, that's the one time that happened. Now it's, now it's happening each and every night. And on a Saturday, when people are able to come in town from Birmingham or Atlanta to play Georgia, I can't imagine how crazy Auburn Arena is going to go. If you had to pick one game to go to this year in the regular season for Auburn basketball, I think it's Saturday. I think this is the one to go to. So it's going to be, um, be pretty fun. It's going to be pretty fun. So be sure to check that out. Five o'clock tip. It's on ESPN. Dick Vitale's flying down for it. It's going to be the spectacle of college basketball on Saturday. 
in stinking Auburn Arena. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. You know what else is going to be fun? Greg Peterson joining us in just a second right here on the Locked on Auburn podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We're now joined by Greg Peterson, the host of Hoopin' with Hoops, quickly becoming one of the more popular podcasts, uh, however you listen to podcasts. Greg, how you doing, man? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So, yeah, the the basketball team we cover here in Auburn, uh, it seems like they've forgotten how to lose no matter how poorly they shoot from the field. <laughs> they, they took down Vanderbilt last night. What are your thoughts on that? I thought that it was terrific that Auburn was able to get that win because what I've been noting about Auburn is that it just feels like time and time again, this team finds a different way to win. We saw it against Keystone earlier in the year, Cal State Northridge. They were hot from three. We've seen it against St. Louis. They're able to win a lower-scoring game. Against Vanderbilt, you had Stephen Lee come off the bench for 27 points. Guy couldn't miss, and yet Vanderbilt is not able to win the game because someone that I would say is a little bit lower down on the chart for Auburn, Francis Okoro, I recognize he's a starter. He stepped up, and he had 10 free throws. So it's just a different memo every night for Auburn, which is why I absolutely love this team because in March, you need to find different ways to win. Auburn's certainly doing that. Yeah, I mean, you you just look at the box score. Auburn shot 5 of 20 from behind the arc. And then you look at Vanderbilt. They're almost hitting 60% of their threes, 10 of 17. If you just look at that, and the, you know the, the shots are pretty similar, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy to me how Auburn found a way to win against Vanderbilt. And a big reason why they were able to win that game is because they had a man down low in Austin Wiley that mm-hmm. was able to win 10-plus rebounds. He has been such a key to the team because with Auburn last year when they made their Final Four run, they were one of the top teams in the country in regards to, in regards to turnovers per possession force. They haven't been doing as much of that this year, but with Austin Wiley coming of age, you've got Anthony McLemore coming off the bench. He's given the team a couple of rebounds. I mentioned Okoro just a minute ago. Yeah. These guys have been doing a much better job down low than what I would say Bruce Pearl has ever had at Auburn. So they're winning in a variety of different ways. And they may not have that one alpha dog three-point score, but when Samir Dowdy's hot, they can ride him as well. Greg, you watch probably more college basketball than, than anybody else on the planet. So when you see that this Auburn team is – is 14-0, and 0. is it legitimate? Can they keep this streak going? Oh, absolutely it is legitimate. And let's face it, the SEC is down a little bit right now. Now, Kentucky needs to be rounding into form. Ashton yeah. Haggins not being injured, being able to return to Georgia, that's absolutely huge for them because when he went down in that Missouri game, you had some big fears. But, I mean, let's face it, Mississippi State is not looking like they were last year. Mississippi right. State was a five-seed in the NCAA tournament. They're a bit down. You've got a couple other teams that are just not necessarily coming through. Tennessee is banged up with Lamont Turner. Yeah. Last year, they were one of the best teams out there in the SEC. And I think that a lot of people are dogging on Auburn's non-conference schedule, but St. Louis is a good win. I mean, I absolutely love the way that they played against our Richmond team that's going under the radar. They take down NC State. They've got quality wins, 
And I feel like they're going a little bit underreported because they didn't take down Duke or something like that. I don't look too far ahead. I know we're, we're going to talk about Georgia in a second, but you know Auburn plays a team like Florida coming up, and then later you know Arkansas is winning a lot of games. They're twelve and two currently. They play early next month. Right now, I mean, obviously Kentucky, but who's the biggest threat to knock off Auburn first this year? I think that that's a really interesting question, and I do think that if there is a big threat, it is maybe LSU, just because this is an LSU team that I do think is very complete, because in regard to offensive efficiency, they're in the top ten in the country. Now, they had a couple slip-ups early. We all recall the loss of ECU earlier in the year, but they were able to find a way against an Arkansas team that was shooting quite well from the floor, but with LSU, they won that rebound battle a few nights ago against Arkansas by over 20. Mm. They were able to just completely man down low with guys like Emmett Williams and company, and they sort of remind me a little bit of Auburn in that they just find a variety of different ways to win. They don't necessarily have great three-point shooting, but they're going to generate some steals here. They're going to get a bunch of rebounds here, and I think that LSU probably matches up best against Auburn than any other team. Most people would say Kentucky here, but Let's face it, with Kentucky, the three-point shooting this year is just not there for this team. So tell us about this Georgia team. A lot of folks listening, you know, they, they kind of watch Auburn, and that's it. That's kind of where the, the bulk of the fan base is right now for Auburn basketball. What do folks listening need to know about this Georgia team on Saturday? Because i tell you what, Greg, the hype around town right now, it's going to be crazy in Auburn on Saturday. Oh, it certainly is. And with Georgia, you've got a guy down low in Rayshon Hammonds. I think it's actually going to match up well with Austin Wiley. He's been giving Georgia right around nine rebounds per game. Anthony Edwards is the guy that I'm sure most of your listeners know. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be a top-five pick. Guy fills it up in a variety of different ways. Mid-33 point shooter. He's going to give you some rebounds. He can go off for 30 on any given night. And this is a Georgia team that at the beginning of the year, when they were playing in the Maui Invitational, they were playing no defense. They were giving up 75-plus points on the regular. Now, they did give up 77 to Kentucky, but a lot of that was because of late game felling. They have really improved their defense. They hold Memphis under 65. They get a true road win there. And this is a Georgia team that, in their second year under Tom Cream, they're really looking to get the job done in a variety of different ways, much like an Auburn team. And what I look for for Auburn in this matchup is being able to exploit the fact that Georgia's perimeter defense just has not necessarily been there so far this year. Greg, when you look at this Georgia team, I mean, is it kind of all on the shoulders of one or two guys? I mean, if Auburn sticks Isaac Okoro or Samir Dowdy, two guys that have been pretty solid on the defensive side of the court, in my opinion, so far this year, if they're able to shut down one of those guys, is that kind of the answer to beating Georgia? It is going to be big, along with trying to cause a couple more turnovers. Auburn going back to a little bit more of last year's style, because Severe Wheeler has been doing a good job of being able to run the point guard spot for Georgia. He's got an assistant turnover ratio right around two, so he's been pretty efficient. We've seen him really do a good job for this Georgia team. And with Georgia, they have showed the ability to be slowed down because I mentioned how their defense is playing better. In turn, their offense has been struggling a little bit as well. So it's one of these situations where Auburn needs to pick the way that they want to play. If they want to run with Georgia, they need Samir Downey being able to hit some threes. If they want to slow things down, they need Austin Wiley pulling in some rebounds, Anthony McLemore coming off the bench and giving the team a block or two, and then Isaac Okoro just being able to make some contributions, maybe not the way that he did last night against Vanderbilt. He looked very good there, but if they can get those guys going, they can actually win in two different ways, in my opinion. This just kind of seems like the game to me where Auburn's finally going to shoot 50 to 55% from the floor and it just feels like if they do that, they're going to blow out whoever that happens against, whether it is Georgia or somebody else in SEC play. 
And a big reason why they might be able to do that is because of a guy that we haven't talked about yet, Javon McCormick. Yeah. He has been doing an absolutely superb job at the point guard spot. Now, he hasn't necessarily been the best three-point shooter, but we've seen it in flashes from him in the non-conference play. Right. And he's got an assistant turnover ratio that's right around three. He's the best guy at being able to pickpocket and cause some steals as well. If he's able to have a big game and he's able to hit a couple of shots, see the ball go through the basket, that could really spell doomsday for the Bulldogs. Greg, you've got stuff all over the place. Where can people find you and hear you, bud? You can find me on Twitter, at GNRS41. That's a hub for everything. You mentioned the podcast, Hoopa with Hoop. I preview every single college basketball game every single day. Like a couple <laughs> days ago, I was previewing the big Auburn versus Vanderbilt game. You know that on Saturday I'm going to have my podcast up, giving a nice in-depth breakdown out of Auburn versus Georgia, just like I gave with you. But you get all the little games as well, like, South Alabama's going to be getting a breakdown. North Alabama versus Liberty, games sure. like that. So if you love college basketball, it is a podcast for you. You get everything big, small, medium. And like I said, you can find that wherever you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And on my Twitter feed, at Junior's 41. Greg, thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Yeah, that's Greg Peterson. Man, that guy knows his stuff. Wore me out. <laughs> He's really good at what he does, though. Yeah, highly recommend his podcast. So on tomorrow's show, we recorded it actually before I recorded this one. And there's a lot of talk about uh, Painter Sharples and Michael Pappas joined me. And there's a lot of talk about Auburn's offensive line coach, the search for that. And I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping there's not anybody that's hired until then. Um, in regards to, you know, it, for some reason, we've talked a lot about Booby Whitlow this week. I kind of wrap up with a, a few thoughts on this, but somebody left the voicemail and I uploaded it and then I think the file got messed up. But so wh- whoever called and asked, I thank you so much. I, I think they mentioned their name and I, I totally forget it because I'm the worst. But his bold prediction was that Booby Whitlow comes back and then loses his job to, to tank Bigsby and DJ Williams. And... I think if he comes back, that's a really real possibility. I'm leaning more in favor of him losing it to DJ Williams and Tank. I said it a few days ago. I don't think Tank Bigsby is going to have as big of a role next year as a lot of Auburn fans would like. We just haven't really seen that. We saw it in 2010 with Michael Dyer, but the more I talk to former players on that team, the more I think that Chizik had a lot more to do with offensive personnel choices than Malzahn did. So I don't even know if that's a, a sample that's worth sampling. And, you know, you, Rock Thomas got some playing time as a freshman, and then they did some cutesy stuff with Carrion Johnson when he was a freshman. And you may have you may have certain plays for him, but as far as, like, being the guy that comes in and he's a running back for a whole series, I, I don't think we're going to see that. I could be wrong. I think it'll be good. But just the way that he has used running backs in the past, it's all about who's the oldest guy, who's the most experienced guy, really until this past season because Cam Martin kind of took a backseat to Booby Whitlow. 
We'll see. We'll see. I, I think Tank Bixby's going to be good for the offense, but that's just not what we've seen in the past. And maybe Chad Morris will have more of an influence. Maybe Chad Morris will want him. But I think DJ Williams is a guy that's really stinking talented. I think he fits the offense a little bit better. I think he's more similar to most of the running backs that Auburn have had, not on Johnson. I think he's more similar to Peyton Barber, Cam, uh, Cameron Artis-Payne. I think he's more similar to Trey Mason as far as just attacking the hole. Most guys that do the whole patient running thing, it doesn't work for. Le'Veon Bell and Kerryon Johnson are two very, very rare cases where they are able to kind of figure out how to run and be patient. And you got to have a good offensive line to be able to do that. Because what you're doing is you're stopping in the backfield. You're slowing down and waiting for the offensive line to take over and, and get, get to where they need to be. And that wasn't the case last year. So I think the offensive line is going to get better next year, regardless of who comes in as the uh, offensive, uh, offensive line coach for Auburn and whoever starts on, among the, the front five. I think it's, it's, it's got to be better. I don't think it could be worse with the the four-star guys that Auburn has across the board. And so I think with the mix of some talented young guys, and of course you got your center coming back, and I think some of these JUCO guys that are really highly touted, I think they've got a shot. I think they've got a shot. So maybe that type of offensive line will help Booby Whitlow be more relevant next year, and maybe that's kind of what he's banking on. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so hopefully we have a show tomorrow that's still current. (laughs) Fingers crossed. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.